Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between. You have stumbled into a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. This is the show where we dive into the catalog, the discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen, one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey do you fancy a vacation? Because I fancy a vacation. It's summertime. We're we're winding down, and uh, where where can where can a guy like me go to uh, really take in some waves? Well, I don't know about waves, but you're always welcome to come to Saskatchewan, where it's boiling ass hot for no fucking reason. Actually, we just sent all of our heat west towards Alberta, and that's going to be pertinent in just a minute when we announce our guest. But um, I got to tell you, Mark, I'm having the worst fucking week, and I've been looking forward to this night for so long because I know our guest real well. He guested on our Aerosmith show, did a fantastic job. We're in the midst of All-Star August. Greg Renoff, of all people, is going to be on next week, spinning the wheel, author of Van Halen Rising. He's going to be right here. He's excited. to Yeah, he wants to spin the wheel. It's going to be a great fucking show. But before that, my friend, uh, we've got ourselves a great guest. Mark, do you want to do the honors or shall I? I think you should do the honors because it's a uh, brethren. Yes, and another fellow Canuck. We had uh, Kevin uh, transplanted uh, from overseas in in Saskatoon uh, last week. This week, we have uh, uh, from Saskatchewan, now currently living in Alberta, the author of Pain and Passion, The History of Stampede Wrestling, quite simply the best book you can ever read on professional wrestling. Fantastic stories. That even if you're not really a fan of wrestling, just the, the family dynamics in this book, truly remarkable it's my pleasure to welcome to the show Heath McCoy Heath how's it going my friend <laughs> it's going very good very well I'm happy to be here my favorite podcast well Woo! thank you very much well, and I know you. when you reached out uh we, we had John Aerosmith too and you're like Aerosmith is great and all and he, you're very happy to be on the show however when the hell can I get on the Van Halen show so yeah. we, we thought I guess this huge we gotta save for all-star August so thank you very much for coming on this month awesome thank you for having me Heath, I have to ask before we get started. Uh, you uh, you just mentioned that and the podcast will rock as your favorite podcast. So would you say that we, in terms of podcasts, we are the best there is, the best there was, <laughs> and the best there ever will be? I'll say that, man. I'll go. I'll go with that. Yeah. Yes. yes. You heard it here. We are the Bret Hart of podcasts. Except, except uh, the Gary episodes. I hate to say it, but mm-hmm. I, I that's the those are the one moments I listen. I still listen, but I find them those those are the ones where the ratings go down a little bit. You know. 
Oh boy. You, and, you know you're you're spinning a Gary song now. You know that, right? I hope not. <laughs> that's that's the way it goes. And uh, right away, right up, right at the top of the show, apologies to Gary. We do it every week. It seems like, and uh, it's just not going to stop anytime soon. Uh, but you never know. You never know because the wheel is fickle, and the wheel plays what it wants. Uh, and Heath, you can see right in front of you that the wheel is real. Every single time we have a guest, I feel like I have to point that out because we still have people who doubt the fact that this wheel exists. But you can confirm we have a wheel and we're about to spin it. I can confirm it's not the it's not the snuffle up a guest, it's not the Loch Ness monster, it's real, it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. So oh man. Uh uh, this is i'm excited to be here i know Corey, you had a, a rough week uh i i know something about rough weeks uh the lady and i just completed a round of of covid19 positive uh but we are oh. done we're in the clear we're all good everything was fine uh my symptoms were nothing nothing at all and that's that's nice i know a lot of people aren't so lucky in that regard but i was so yay uh but uh going back to work after feeling like i was uh, uh in a sort of mini vacation uh is not ideal so i hear you so what better way to get back into the swing of things than to rock out to some good hard rocking tunes by i mean a hard rocking band van halen though they are not without their uh soft side i know uh i'm just gonna address it right now you you all know if you've been listening to us for a little while you know i am very pro sammy hagar uh heath not so much. You're you're not a you're not a Hagar guy. Is that not right? Lyrically, not lyrically for the most part. That's not to say. Oh, lyrically. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, but and, and ballad wise, yeah. Um, there's one particular song off OU812. If we roll it, if we or the wheel spins, it it lands on the wheel. I know you love it, and I know that I'm. Uh, I want to go. I want to throw down about it. So. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then uh, the only reason I asked that is because I'm going to put it to you. Uh, we always like to uh, ask our guests and we we ask one another as well if there's a particular song uh, or, or maybe a, a song from a particular album in Van Halen's catalog that we haven't hit yet that you want to manifest. You want this wheel to uh, to spin so that you got something good to talk about. So I'm going to put it to you this way. Is there a particular song by Van Halen that you really want to discuss this time. Let's say uh, if there was a song that could be a perfect wrestling theme song uh, for for one to come out to, which one would it be? Wh which one do you absolutely want to bring forth today? Okay, there's two of them, man. Diver Down. You guys have not spun any Diver Down yet. I think maybe Happy Trails, maybe. Yeah. I'd love some Diver Down. I think it's a completely underrated record. Uh, the wrestling theme to come out, the, the entrance music would be the full bug. Love the full book. Okay. And uh, but and then there's also there's actually a, a, a wrestling reference in another tune, uh, a little guitars. So one of those two. Not okay. I'm I. Your terms are acceptable. I I understand. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um. Well, Corey, uh, you've had a rough week, so you deserve uh, a good Van Halen tune. Uh, is there one in particular that you're really hoping that this wheel will give us? Well, there's two. And the first one is off OU812, and it's When It's Love. And I, yes. I only want I want to spin that one because I want to see the fight. I got my popcorn over here, and I just want to see you guys <laughs> go at it. <laughs> but uh, seriously, uh, I'm thinking about Diver Down, because like you said, Heath, we've only covered Happy Trails. Uh, it's about time we do a, a real track off this album. I really want to spin Oh Pretty Woman 
because then we could watch the video. And we talked about the video on a previous show, Mark. That video we is did. fucked up. Uh, and David Lee Roth, uh, I think, directed it. Uh, so I would love to watch the video tonight and have a really good laugh. So I, I'm really rooting for uh, Pretty Woman. That's a I would not be mad. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I would not. Uh, I'll be honest. I I don't I don't know that I'm a hundred percent familiar with the uh, Pretty Woman video. So to watch it would be an absolute treat for me, even if the video turns out to be just a, a horse shit of a mess. Doesn't matter. It's it'll be glorious. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at a track from Diver Down. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at a little you know dancing in the streets. Pretty Woman. I mean, uh, uh. uh I mean, any of them, really. But I'll be honest, I think I need to hear something. I need to hear a particular something from Balance. That's right. I need to hear something from Balance. In fact, there's a particular song from Balance that I just really want to manifest for (laughs) several reasons. But I'm just going to I'm going to say say this one. I really want to hear Seventh Seal. I really want to hear it. I think that would be good. I think that would be a delightful treat for all parties involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know Seventh Seal, listeners, uh, maybe we'll spin it and you'll get acquainted. But if not, get yourself acquainted. So um, if there's nothing else, boys, what do you say we get this thing started and spin this wheel? Well, there is something else. Do we, should we go over the uh, Twitter poll from last yes, show? Yes, we should. How could I forget the Twitter poll? Absolutely go through the Twitter poll. It's funny you should say that because I totally forgot about the Twitter poll. I didn't post it on Fridays like I normally do. Oh, right. <laughs> I was wondering right. if that was like a – I thought that was a uh, a mishap on the on Twitter itself. Nope. I was like, 100% on me. Yeah, and, and, and thank you, Airhead, for pointing it out. Like, uh, hey, are, did I miss the Twitter poll? Like, nope, I just totally fucked it up. So uh, the, the, the poll has only been up for, for four days. Still, the results are, are quite surprising. Uh, currently – uh 81.6 percent what dreams are made of 18.4 percent this dream is over for finish what you started um this should have been high 90s for me what dreams are made of i was kind of surprised at these results how about you mark wow i mean look i already commented like and you can absolutely read my my tweet if you want to but 18 percent said the dream was over for finish what you started 18 percent of people are wrong I'm just going to throw that out there. You whoever you are, if you're all Cult of Mariano uh members, then you're all wrong and you need to resign. Despite my uh Roth bias, I would agree. I love that song. I think it's one of the best things Van Hagar ever did. Probably top 5 Van Hagar song. I love it. Awesome. I'll give you that. Totally agree. Yep. Uh so should we go through some tweets here, Mark? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, I'm going to start with uh, Airhead3 because uh, he's the one that pointed out, uh, pointed there out I go. didn't post the poll. Uh, but they say, I love this uh, trek off the beaten Van Halen path. Sammy's low rhythm guitar adds a lot to this one, and Eddie's chicken picking is predictably phenomenal. Great video, too, with Eddie donning a cowboy hat and boots and Sammy's smile to go along with the plaintive, please, is a classic. Thumbs up. So, <laughs> Right on. Uh, all right. Uh, next, uh, some jerk named Mark the Bat. I don't know. He doesn't interact very often. He says there's a percentage of people who are very wrong. I guess we'll agree with that. I uh, stand Jonathan- with that guy. <laughs> uh, our good buddy Jonathan says, love this song. And I think this was your best episode yet. Get Sammy a chicken. And then the next few minutes are podcast gold. So thank you very much, Jonathan. We had a lot of fun with that one. Yes, uh, Absolutely. Our buddy Tom says, Sammy said that he didn't want to play guitar on a Van Halen Halen album because it would have changed the vibe. 
but he got enough playing in live that he was cool with it. So, because we kind of speculated why he only played guitar on two tracks. Uh, Tom mm-hmm. is saying it's because he didn't want to, uh, to kill the Van Halen vibe, which makes a ton of sense. So thank yeah, you for fair. adding that, Tom. Yep. Uh, our friends at the Deep Purple Podcast said, great track. Love that chicken picking clean tone Eddie Van Halen gets on this one. Absolutely. I know you were a big fan mm-hmm. of the chicken picking on that one too, weren't you, Mark? Absolutely, I was. I couldn't explain it very clearly, but I'm glad most people understood what exactly it, it is. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, Kevin Brown, who was our guest last week, uh, said, love that the wheel threw this one up for us and hugely enjoyed discussing it with you boys. The song and by experience in the show uh, were most definitely what dreams are made of. And he also pointed out he is currently reading Red, My Uncensored Life and Rock by Sammy Hagar, to which I pointed out that he was uh, studying up for the next round of Best of Both Books, which uh, <laughs> he beat you at. And I should point this out too. I didn't talk about this before the show, but uh, Heath and Mark, I got another round of Best of Both Books if you guys want to play. Uh, after we're done talking about the song, what do you say? I'd love to. I've read both books. I'm well familiar with both. So, yeah. Perfect. Oh, you're you're going to kick you, Mark's ass then. This yeah, you great. brought in a ringer. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. I didn't do my homework. Awesome. And that's the tweets from last week, Mark. All right. All right. So uh, thank you all for voting. Uh, keep it up. Keep interacting. And 18% of you get your heads out of your asses. I don't know what's wrong with you, but good god so with that being said i think it's time for the wheel to either be very kind or just throw a fucking wrench in the cogs i don't know i you never you can never know with this wheel it's very fickle but i'm hoping i'm i'm very very much hoping we get something spectacular so when you guys are ready and when sammy's ready please take it away I'm going to quote my uh, favorite new author, Heath McCoy, when he said, please know Gary. All right. Oh, we're going to get oh. a different kind of truth. Oh, Dave awesome. Frosty. Oh, Love it. <laughs> Dave Frosty. All right, Heath, you're happy. Tell us about uh, a different kind of truth, what that album uh, does for you. I think it's an awesome album. I think, you know, it, it, in a cooler era, it would have been much more well-received because, you know, it was it was sort of underwhelming as in terms of a hit. I know you guys, you know, you're kind of discovering it. You hadn't you hadn't heard a lot of it as I watched, listened to the show. I love it. I think it's such a great record. There's a couple little bit weaker tracks on it, but for the most part, it is just a killer. And Stay Frosty is one of the coolest songs on it. Lyrically, it's, it's you know, so... It's uh, it's all Dave. It's sort of Ice Cream Man too, but yeah, great tune. By weaker track, you must mean Honey Baby Sweetie Doll. That's yeah. That's I agree that that's that's <laughs> one of the weaker ones on it, but I still like it. I actually there's I no song on the album. Your blues, your blue. Is it called Your Blues? That's the one track people like that song for that. For me, for me, for some reason, that one doesn't doesn't really land home. But the rest it's, of the uh, album, you, oh. you, you and, and your blues, blues right? Yeah. You yeah. and your blues. You and your blues, yeah. right? Yeah. I can tell you, you mentioned that we're kind of discovering this album. Yeah, I hadn't heard a lot from it when it first came out. I was kind of off Van Halen at that point. But everything I've heard thus far, including Honey Baby Sweetie Doll, I've really, really enjoyed. This is uh, very quickly becoming like upper echelon Van Halen for me. Uh, What are your thoughts, Mark? 
Uh, this again, this is one that sort of passed me by. Uh, I've been learning as I go with uh, we've we've done Honey Baby Sweetie Doll, and we've done Chinatown, Chinatown, which was a fun episode because uh, it was all speculation on our part of what we think it's about. In my head, Canon, I know what it's about, but I enjoyed that one. Um, I, I know what this, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we 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 kind of have an idea of what it actually is about, but still, I like to, I like to keep what what we had in mind uh but to uh in, in context but uh, i'm very curious to see uh what we get with uh with this song because again this is kind of out of my territory i'm learning as i go i'm trying to look i don't think stay frosty was done on the tokyo dome live uh concert and actually according to setlist.fm it was played once july 30th 2015 at darling's waterfront pavilion in bangor maine Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I heard, uh, you know, Dave used to do that little musical interlude. He'd sit down on his chair and he'd basically do Ice Cream Man. But I remember right. he was he spat out, maybe this is what they're talking about. He spat out a few of the uh, Stay Frosty lyrics. He was he was kind of, it was almost like he was goofing around, but he was throwing out the Stay Frosty stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's so why. I, I found a quote here from uh, Wolfgang uh, that I'll just say here. Uh, quote, Stay Frosty was an idea Dave brought in that was completely original and not stemming from an older demo, which a lot of that album was. Uh, but in terms of structure, I was the one that put it together, meaning Wolfie. It was just this little acoustic ditty, and we were like, well, what do we do? We're not sure. I was the one who actually structured the entire song on how it would go. So that's kind of cool. And this track was first heard uh, on the January 25th, 2012 episode of CSI during a scene in a strip club. Well, how about that? So, well, if it's good enough, yeah, if it's good enough for uh, actor strippers, then it should be good enough for us. All right. What do you say, boys? Should we uh, give a Stay Frosty a spin? Let's give it a go. Let's see how chill it is. Just said, he said, yeah, I'm strong to box with God. Learn these words instead. Go to the reflecting. My advice is free. There's a trick to Christian values, and it's compulsory. Stay frosty. That's what the preacher man said. Stay frosty. His words still racket in my head. Can't control your future. Can't control your friends in a world without end. Stay frosty. I'll be honest. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I know we, you know, having listened to the show, there's always the the Roth versus Hagar lyricism. Let's listen to these lyrics. They're 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 clever. They're they're like they're poetic. I I just I love them. I, the only thing I'd say is he's spitting, and and this is a, a people kind of slammed him for this later in later in you know his career. But he's spitting out too many. He's trying to fit too many lyrics into into one little small space, you know. But I love the lyrics in this. I uh I'm just glad that we um the listeners can't see this but we we do have the lyrics in front of us. I'm glad for it because as far as I'm concerned that first verse was all mush mouth. Uh I, I couldn't <laughs> understand a damn thing uh Dave was singing. It was he was singing it too quickly and too uh uh incoherently. So um so that's that's something. Uh also, uh, and this is kind of funny that I noticed there there's a line where Dave says, He said your arms are too short to box with God, which is an interesting saying. And that quote, uh uh Heath, you you might enjoy this as a as a wrestling guy. Your arms are too short to box with God. Wrestler CM Punk said that to The Rock in a promo 
uh, before their uh, their big match. I don't know if you Excellent. knew that, but uh, no, I did yeah. not know that. I'm I'm thankful that I do now. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's what's standing out because I I just remember CM Punk using that line. I was like, well, that's an inter- interesting line. I haven't heard anyone deliver it that way. And then there was David Lee Roth. So now I'm wondering. Is CM Punk a Van Halen fan? <laughs> or, yeah, did, or did what he... came first? Well, yeah, did, did that's what I'm CM wondering. Punk come first, first, or did the yeah? I, I, Roth is oh. a huge wrestling fan. Like right from the start, he used to draw up the wrestling stuff. He'd talk about the you know, uh, they they were the Samoans when they were you know when he'd be having back and forth with other bands and stuff. He he drops yeah. it. Yeah, he did uh, in his podcast at one point. He did a wrestling episode. He's he's really into wrestling. So yeah, I'd be interested to know if. He took that from CM Punk or C or the or vice versa. I mean, well, now that I now that I see it, I, I believe that promo was at the at the latest 2011. This album came out in 2012. So I don't I know. Don't... That's that that could be up for debate. That's interesting. Um, Corey, what do you uh, do, could you understand the uh, lyrics of this verse? Uh, a little bit, uh, like 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 he said, <laughs> we we, we kind of had a little run on there. Uh, maybe I'll just uh, say that first uh, verse for the folks in case they missed it too. But it's I journeyed to the north to hear what the preacher said. He said, "Your arms are too short to box with God. Learn these words instead." Gold tooth reflected, "My advice is free. There's a trick to Christian values, and it's compulsory." So I'm with Heath. That's some pretty good shit. But yeah, uh, yeah. he he was trying to fit in a lot uh into that uh, into that rhyming scheme there but it still worked for me i dug it yeah. and it, that i i do enjoy the uh the the riff of the the acoustic guitar though like i like that i like the setup so um you know i get it you want to make these lyrics work into the song so you got to say them rather quickly good for you dave uh but also i couldn't understand it so <laughs> but good on wolfie for how he structured the song too it's really kind of peppy and cool and yeah it definitely has an ice cream man vibe to it it does indeed. Hey, yeah. Stay frosty now. Hey, Mark, you want to explain why you were laughing right before that second verse? <laughs> because at first I thought he he had given up on uh, trying to say anything remotely coherent uh, in the next verse. So he just went, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm just going to do that. It's going to be fine. But then, oh, nope, to my surprise, he's like, nah, here I go. I got another one. Here we are. <laughs> he just repeated the same thing. But I did understand him a lot clearer on the second verse. I'll say this: guests in the past. I think even your your guest last week, but uh, who, that was an awesome episode, awesome guest. But I, I remember him saying, "All Dave, all David Lee Roth sings about is, or all he all he covers lyrically is getting laid." This song, like, there's depth in this song. There's the, there's the and this, you know, he's touching on religion and and everything. And yeah, I think I think this flies in the face of that. He doesn't just sing about getting laid. You know, he's there's a lot more depth to what he does. Well, especially and, especially on this album too like a, a song like chinatown you know, he's not talking about getting laid he's telling quite a story with that song you know what headless what's the what's that line headless in the topless bar headless yep. 
Oh, that headless man on a topless bar. That that was actually that's a that's a journal. I was yelling at the ray uh, the the show when you guys were doing it. That's actually a journalistic quote. It was a, in a story somewhere. It's a it's a famous uh, journalist headline. Yeah. Oh, nice. I love yeah, that uh, Dave. Oh, I was just gonna say I love that in this verse Dave referenced himself in the third person. <laughs> like ice cream man, Dave's got something yeah. for you. Yeah. So this is literally in in my in my head canon. This song is the uh, spiritual sequel to Ice Cream Man. I tell totally. you, you're not the you're not the only one that thinks so. I think a lot of people do, and uh, there's even more similarities uh, coming up here too. Well, there. Okay. Stay frosty, like that ancient immortal said. Don't want him to get you go. Don't show him where it's hit. That's just what I did. Stay frosty. Woo! Look out! Mark, you're not laughing now. No, that took a, a heavy turn, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> like that was that caught me completely off guard. Not mad at it whatsoever. And heavier than I expected. Like it's been a long time since I've heard Stay yeah. Frosty, but I knew it kind of kicked in like Ice Cream Man does, right? Uh, kind of a, a good rock segue. But yeah, it, it, it's heavier than I remember it being. Different kind of truth. A lot of people say is their heaviest record, and that either that or Fair Warning, you know. And and I'd say it is neck and neck. This is a heavy record. There's a lot of heavy sounds on this record. A lot of heavy tones. Uh, for a song called Stay Frosty, they brought the heat <laughs> in real quick. And if you don't want them to get your goat, don't show them where it's hid. That's just good advice. <laughs> Journey to the east, and I'll struggle to stay afloat. A solitary Buddhist monk threw me a rope. Look me in the eyes, said, don't make me say this twice. You want to be a monk, you got to cook a lot of rice. You want to be a monk, you got to oh, cook a lot of rice. such a great oh, line. No. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think that's PC, buddy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, cancel Dave. Yeah. It was a different time ten years ago. I think you get away with that. In twenty twelve, <laughs> yeah, not so much ago. anymore. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, that yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still laughing at the comment earlier of rereading the lyrics from the other verse. Uh, uh, but then that that one kind of shook me too. So I. <laughs> I, what is what do you think Dave's trying to say here? Like the first two verses, it seems like, uh, and even the chorus, it seems like there's a, an intent for a message, and he's now he's lost me. So what do you think he's trying to convey here? I I think that you can't trust religion. Maybe I know, and I know that then that's oversimplifying, and I'm missing a ton. I'm sure, but also stay frosty. Wasn't that? Doesn't that come from the Vietnam War? Like, didn't soldiers say stay frosty? Like, keep your keep it cool, keep your head cool. I thought I might be wrong about that, but I always thought that stay that's where stay frosty, the saying originated. Very well done. It's a military slang to be alert and ready for action without letting one's fear or other emotions get in the way. Gotcha. Look at that. Heath McCoy bringing the fucking knowledge here tonight. Yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, just listening to the lyrics, I was with Heath. Like, obviously, he's making a comment on religion. Because to the north, we have Christianity and Christian values. It's compulsory. And there's a trick to it. To the south, you got, uh, you know, Judaism, uh, Kabbalah, Dave, all that kind of stuff. When you go to the east, mm. uh, that's where you got the Buddhist monks. 
and and Dave's talking about the race. That that's not a you know we here at and the podcast will rock. Uh, do not want to subscribe to the notion that Buddhist monks eat a lot of rice. That that's a a David Lee Roth line only. And I imagine when we get to the West, there's going to be a little bit more too. That's true. Yeah. So let's let's see what happens when we get Western bound. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a great line. Look beyond the kung fu fighting. God is love, but get it in writing. And I think that's <laughs> what he's getting at. Like he's talking about all these different religions. God is love, but don't trust it. Yeah, don't, yeah. You know, there's some wisdom in religion, but don't trust it. I think keep your head cool. I don't know what Dave's on about, but I think I think that's kind of what we're he's on about. Maybe he's like, uh, it's like, be cool with whatever uh, spiritual sort of thing you want to believe in, but also like, don't, don't, don't prescribe to the people trying to sell you some shit. Um, yeah, which I, I understand. I understand that, that very well. Nah, yeah. I think you might be onto something there. Now that I think about it, yeah, it, it could, be, it could be. solo ed's just tearing it up that's all i wanted to say (laughs) (laughs) okay mark uh you can give us your uh i'm just gonna agree with uh, heath i'm not a guitar player but uh and the rhythm section like wolfie and and, uh, al uncle al fucking killing it too like everything worked in that solo section al and wolfie are just like just literally they just keep bringing the heat it's yeah it's very very heavy sounding i'm not sure what they did differently with the tone on on this record or on this song in particular but yeah it's very very heavy sounding uh but that solo this okay there you are prime example uh we talk about it a lot on the show of eddie doing what he does best playing a solo that's going to keep you engaged and wow you but not overly do it to where it's going to take you out of the song this solo completely fits the song absolutely in fact he could have gone a little bit uh, heavier and ripped a little harder for my, as far as I'm concerned, just because the nature of the song has that uh, heavy edge to it. So why not? But all in all, that was primo good Eddie. I agree with you, Mark, but I really kind of like the tone he had on that one because everything else was so heavy that he, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of took a little almost, I don't want to say poppier, but it was a little lighter tone uh, on the solo there. And uh, I really kind of like that contrast between what Wolfie and what Al were doing compared to what he was doing. I thought it worked incredibly well. That's a good point. Wanted out west to the California coast where the folks who know about frostiness stay frostiest the most. And my brand new landlord proposed me a toast. <laughs> my West Coast host, stay frosty. Okay, now going out west, I'm not quite sure what he's talking about. Where the folks also, who know. For the folks who know about frostiness, stay frostiest the most. What my the hell is landlord frostiest? My proposed me a toast, my West Coast host. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's saying there. I'm sure Heath knows. 
Is he saying like the people in the West Coast, the people in California are laid back? Is that just a way of saying they're laid back? The people that know about frostiness stay frosty the most. Is that is that what he's hitting on there? I don't know. It sounds it sounds like it. It's yeah. It, it, was that is that the goal of the song is to propose that look come to the west coast we don't care what uh what you <laughs> prescribe to yeah. you spiritually it's like it's we're cool man everything's cool my yeah, landlord is just like toasting and giving me beer it's cool i like what no they got their they got their shit figured out in california that's what i'm reading into it like everywhere else yeah. is, is kind of fucked but you come to california yeah <laughs> grab a brew oh, and just relax Oh, 2012. What kind of world were you? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a dec- it seems like years ago, like almost a I decade mean, ago, was, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> almost a decade ago, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, there, there's another one. Ooh. Trust in Allah, but time. Oh, Ooh, it's dude. a great line. Ooh. It's a great line. I love it. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that one. Dave is a guy that throughout his career he's been drawing. Like he, you know, he. What did he say? That line that he said. I, I, I spit. I um. I, I sexually, I sexually violated, or I, or. I, Oh, I can't. I was sexually inappropriate with several generations, with a couple generations worth, and it's, it's you know. I think he he's been so politically incorrect. If you think about the the cover for Eat 'Em and Smile, it's mm-hmm. essentially like it's it's not blackface, but it may as well be. You know, he's doing the tribal thing and everything. I mean, all that stuff he does would get him canceled today. And this is just another example of that. The thing he does live when he when he does the you know the Indian sound, all 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 that stuff. He does it live. You know, I mean, none of that would fly today. That's true. And had we yeah. spun Pretty Woman and watched the video, uh, 90% of that video, I think, would have got him canceled uh, in 2022, <laughs> from what I remember of that one. Yeah. I'm just, but I'm just trying to, I guess, understand what exactly he's trying to imply with that line. Uh, uh, Trust in Allah, but tie up your camel. Like, I, 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 ugh, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't, there, I don't, think there's a positive way to spin that one i i think it's the same thing he's been getting at. god is love but get it in writing trust in Al- trust in allah but tie up your camel don't buy it it's you're still gonna get don't trust off, it you know? yeah yeah just don't trust it and when it comes to religion especially nowadays it's not bad advice yeah i mean true i guess i guess we can kind of look at that line in that sort of way like i think that's what the, i think overall in the song that's what he's trying to get at but it's just i don't know that line just seems real wrong to me i could be off base here but like uh okay well come on mark uh, sammy hagar has got several songs where he compares women to food women well, food. she pretty, puts the cream in my coffee good I enough mean, but i'm slabs of i'm meat. pretty I'm pretty sure uh, David Lee Roth also did that too, but uh, you know, fair enough. Okay. Um, so yes, that's uh, essential. That's that's stay frosty. We did it. Oh, we, we got more. We, no, we got more. There's a minute. Oh, there's more. Left, Mark. Yeah. Gee whiz. Oh Hold my on, God. Go. How? how, how... <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Steve Frosty look, from 2012 is a different kind of truth. Mark Meyer. Look at that. They did the Arena Rock concert exit. Yes. They, they <laughs> never do that. It's amazing. Oh, I am so they they finished off strong. I will say that. Uh, I was premature in thinking the song was over. Like, no, <laughs> you silly bastard. There's a minute 20 left of awesomeness. So it's like, okay, well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, probably yeah. delivers a second solo. I mean, really. Yeah. And, and he Alex, does. What you're the hell. And yeah. And that one was dirtier and heavier and uh, fantastic. Yeah. So. There remember, it is. There officially, there's Stay Frosty. Go ahead. I remember Ethan. that this year, the, the year this came out, 2012, Rolling Stone did their you know top 100 songs that year, and I remember Stay Frosty was the one song off of uh, Different Kind of Truth that got on there. It was fairly high actually, and they they 16th. About, was it 16th? 16th yeah, they, on their yeah, high, really high. It was their top 50 or top 100 songs of the year, and 16th. Yeah, they really were into that song. And I love it. I, I can see why. So there it is. Stay frosty officially. That's that's that is the tune. But now it comes down to it. Uh, what you all come here for, whether or not we think these particular tracks are dream worthy or if the dream is over, if it's time to wake up. So, Heath, you being our guest, would you say uh, that stay frosty is what dreams are, in fact, made of or has the dream just become a little too cold and it's over for you? Awesome. Just a huge thumbs up. I think it's, I, I love different kind of truth. I think it's another really underrated record and uh, solid almost all the way through. And uh, yeah, I, I do think Stay Frosty is probably top three, top four on the album. I just love it. I'm actually so stoked that my time on this show, we rolled Stay Frosty. I love it. <laughs> well, that's the that's the goal is when we have a guest that they actually spit. We, we spin something that we can all just absolutely enjoy, especially the guests. Sometimes we don't get so lucky with that. <laughs> uh, apologies to Greg out there. Um, Corey. <laughs> Is stay frosty, uh, ice cold, or is it warm? Meaning the dream that this is what it's made of. Oh God! Oh, I got David Lee Roth spunk all over my keyboard now. He just came everywhere. Love this song. Love me some David Lee Roth. Love this album. Uh, what a revelation this album is turning into, Mark. Like I said, I kind of just kind of dismissed it when it came out 10 years ago. And now listening to it again, man, every track has been killer. And this is one of the newer tracks from A Different Kind of Truth. It didn't stem from a 1970s demo. But uh, lyrically, I thought it was a lot of fun. I loved what Wolfie did with the arrangement, and the band was on fire. And I want to give props to, to John Shanks, uh, who co-produced this uh, with the band. Um, I thought I'd love the production of this album. There's so much room in there. I love the different tones, how they're playing off each other. Wolfie, I thought, coming in as a bass player, I know everybody loves Mike Anthony, but Wolfie killed it uh, on this record. Uh, everything about this song is absolutely what dreams are made of. I loved it. Right on. Awesome. Now that means, Mark Meyer, are you going to uh, ruin the utopia here tonight? All the love for Stay <laughs> Frosty. Or are you going to be Frosty and give this one a big middle finger? Well, it would be. <laughs> it would be on brand for me. 
to just completely uh, melt the atmosphere, as it were. <laughs> But I'm not going to do that this time because every once in a while, uh, a song will come up, you know, we'll spin a song and it might be just kind of okay because Van Halen, you know, not all of them can be winners, unfortunately. Uh, this one, I was sort of kind of on the fence with uh, content and lyrically wise. But when the music is good and when it smokes, man, it smokes. And every once in a while, uh, Eddie Van Halen can come in and just completely change your mind with a, with the song just with a solo better yet what if he changes your mind with two solos we don't get two eddie solos very often it's very rare uh but we did in this one um and both of those solos they they fit the song they they really smoke it really cooks it uh it fits and it just demonstrates why you know this it's a van halen rocking tune man basically any everything that you would want um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about uh the David Lee Roth of it all in this particular song, but also I have to remember it's it's Diamond Dave, you know. And this is I mentioned earlier. This is a spiritual sequel, at least in my head, and as I am to understand with other people, this is a spiritual sequel to the Ice Cream Man song. So I love that song. So why you know why wouldn't I appreciate this song? Why wouldn't I just expect? dave to sound the way he does but honestly what really did it for me was the music and the rhythm section was heavy as much as i really miss michael anthony when he's not uh on these tracks i mean i'm super glad wolfgang was involved and i'm super glad that he got to arrange it the way that he did because it was a surprise that's what i appreciate about this song the most it, it surprised me in the best possible way kind of like chinatown I didn't know what to expect with Chinatown from this album either, but I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I really thoroughly enjoyed this song after it really it, it grew on me. It was like a it was like a nice little parasite. It started off kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want that, but then it grew and it just became a part of me. And now stay frosty. That's that's gonna be a mainstay, I think. I think that's gonna be a catchphrase for the rest of our days. So yes, the dream. The dream is not over. This is what dreams are made of. Stay frosty indeed. With the exception of that one line, it's it's fine. <laughs> wow, that, that that was quite a summation there, Mark. Uh, I, I got an image in my head though I did not need. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, you know, I I aim to please. You know, for people for people of all all walks of life, uh, you included, Corey. Speaking of aiming to please, I love it when you lose at best of both books. What do you say, guys? You want to play a game? Wow. I love you. <laughs> I'm the Mariano of my own show. All right. Oh, I just got to appreciate that intro a little bit. Best of both worlds is one of my favorite songs, but we're going to play best of both books. The rules are simple. I grab some random quotes from two autobiographies, both by Van Halen lead singers, uh, one being Crazy from the Heat by one David Lee Roth. The second, Red, My Uncensored Life in Rock by Sammy Hagar. I'm going to say the quote. You guys are going to tell me which book it came from. So if we're ready, let's play best of both books. Everybody's least favorite part of the show. Here we go. <laughs> First quote. 
we went back to our trailer and we did some blow. Paul Simon was in the trailer next to ours, and I started talking with him while Eddie was getting more trashed. He finally wandered out to see what was happening. Paul Simon invited him to play on a song. Do you know Sound of Silence, he said? No, I never heard of it, said Eddie. Which book is that from? <laughs> Sammy's book. He says Sammy's like... book. <laughs> this sounds like it's from Paul Simon's book. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me tell you about the time I met Eddie Van Halen. What an asshole. No, uh... <laughs> uh based on the wording of that uh and because uh me trusting certain instincts did not serve me well i think i too am gonna say that's sammy all right so you're both on record saying that's sammy hagar and you're both correct that came from sammy hagar's biography read so the score is tied one one let's move on to our next quote trouble is you can't sing an unwritten song you can't build muscles on an unwritten song the lyrics aren't in place. You don't know where the next lyric is, and I'm not going to know until the producer is in there. He's going to earn his percentage because he's going to make as much as me in the end. So let's have some of the melodic experience. Cool. Mark, what book is that from? Oh, man. Well, I think that is also Sammy. Okay. Mark's going to go with Sammy Hagar. Heath? Pretty sure that's crazy from the heat. Heath is correct. That is from Crazy from the Heat. David Lee Roth. Who knew David liked to talk about melody? <laughs> Good point. All right. Quote number three. I thought to myself, oh my God, I killed her. I mean, not only did I not mean to kill anybody, there weren't any marks. It was just all play acting. Heath McCoy, what book is that from? Crazy from the Heat. All right. Heath says David Lee Roth. Mark Meyer, what do you think? It very much sounds like a David Lee Roth quote, so yeah, I'll go ahead and say David Lee Roth, Crazy from the Heat. You're both correct. That came from Crazy from the Heat. Great book. You guys got to check that out. I know Heath's read it. Yeah, I do. Mark, I yeah, do, you yeah. got to seek that one out. So the current score is uh, Heath 3, Mark 2. Uh, let's go to the next one here. Do you guys want to be rich or famous, he said. You've kind of got to sacrifice. If you want to be famous like Alice Cooper... You've got to spend a lot of your own money on things. Big production, big publicist, the big image thing. On the other hand, take a big band like the Doobie Brothers. They're so much richer than Alice Cooper, it's ridiculous. Heath McCoy, what book did that come from? Man, that one's actually got me a little stumped. I'm going to say Sammy. Okay, that's one vote for Sammy, Mark. I think that one is, uh, I think that one's David interesting well guess what that one came from sammy hagar oh all right red four to two heath mccoy wins this edition of best <laughs> of, of both books good job <laughs> he's, he's read the books <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans man <laughs> i tell you that helps when you've actually read the books i didn't do the assignment and it shows they're both great books. They're both great books in their own right. I mean, Ross is crazy and it's all over the place. It's not even linear for the most part. Whereas, whereas you know, Sammy tells Sammy tells a really solid story. He's he's uh, you know he's got a great story to tell. He obviously dished a lot of dirt on uh, on Ed that you kind of bit him on the ass later, and I think he regretted. But they're both really well well worth checking out. I tell you one thing I struggled with tonight, Heath, was when I was flipping through. 
a lot of things Sammy says in his book about Eddie are very negative. And I didn't want to go negative uh, on Eddie, uh, but th there's a couple of chapters in, the, in that book that gets quite dark about his experience with Eddie, especially on the reunion tour. Uh, yeah. If you remember those chapters, yeah, it's it's kind of a tough read. I tried to keep it a little more positive. Um, and I, I obviously picked more Dave tonight than Sammy, but we'll have some some better Sammy quotes on the next edition of Best of Both Books <laughs> if we play it again. I don't know. People don't seem to like it, so <laughs> I, I love it. I always look forward Do they to not? it. <laughs> Do they not? Who's 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 writing us saying like to hell with that segment? You guys suck. Just talk about the song. Like shut well, up. I know Tom well, Tom came out and said he wasn't a big fan of it, and I called him a, a nah. thief of joy. But uh, who knows? <laughs> That's right. I, I thought the last two rounds were maybe better than the first round. So hopefully he's back on board. Right. Yeah. The, no, they're fun. Even, even when I don't win and like, I, I don't think I've won yet. Maybe, maybe the first one against Mariano, but I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, whatever. You, would you guys rather us just talk about the weather the whole time? Because we can do that. We can bring that back. I really think the, uh, the book is a better idea. Didn't you guys nick it from a uh, pot of thunder? They used to do the, they used to do a Peter. They took something from a Peter Chris book all the time. Yeah, uh, well, I changed it up. We have two books that we take from. They they just yeah. Whenever they spun a a Peter Chris track, they would just pick. Someone would call it a number, and they would just go to that page in the book and read something ridiculous because <laughs> that whole book, top to bottom, is just fucking ridiculous, and it's wonderful. I always loved it, uh, and I'm listening to Pot of Thunder. Uh, I'm going back from like episode one and re-listening to them all. Whenever it's a Peter Chris track, I get really excited. Because I know they're going to read something from that autobiography, and it's just wild. Yeah. I love it. Out of all the Kiss uh, autobiographies, I, I, it's a neck and neck for me between Peter and and uh, Paul's. Actually, Paul had a great autobiography too. Jeans is all self serving and oh, I know, you know self aggrandizing, and and Aces is just not well written. I think. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I feel like Pete's would be the most authentic because, like, he he would just tell you what it was, whereas you know. Gene, Gene, and Paul would probably just bullshit you the whole time. Gene, especially, uh, and oh yeah, you know, uh, Peter yeah. Chris has that whole uh, that whole New York attitude, kind of like Mariano, right? That big dick energy, like, oh yeah, I was in with mobsters, <laughs> right. and he he maybe maybe uh, over exaggerates a little bit uh, when it comes to some events that happened in his life, but it's a very entertaining read from what I hear. I haven't actually found Peter Chris's book yet. I'm very much looking forward to getting it. Oh, that's a great read. But I'm I with you, with Gene. What a waste of time. Yeah. Reading that book, I I can't wait to get to the chapter where he talks about how he someone faked uh his identity and they went on a talk show to prove him wrong. <laughs> well, give you know me that, that whole chapter. That guy, there's that guy in Canada. I don't know if you'd know about it, Mark, but Corey, you'd know about it. You know that guy that faked being Roth in Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's been going. I think that still pops up in the courts every once in a while, this clown, whatever he did. <laughs> unbelievable you was guys. it roth or was it hagar no it was roth the guy the guy would tried to be roth and he you know he looks like a like a burnt out version of roth and and, and he's trying to <laughs> uh he's trying to you know he's trying to sell i don't know he's trying to get into i don't know what he was trying to do but anyway yeah I, i'm thinking of the guy that showed up at a wwe event where he said um yeah i'm sammy well, hagar and, that and was they a different thing but that, that's a thing, too. That actually happened as well. That was crazy. Yeah, Jericho talked about that, where this guy was like, yeah, I'm the new lead singer of Van Halen. I'm Sammy Hagar. And so they they hustled yeah. him out, knowing he wasn't. <laughs> and uh, they did the whole spiel. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us in the crowd tonight, Sammy Hagar, lead singer of Van Halen. He came out and he waved, and it was just some fucking show. <laughs> Man, I wonder if I could get away with doing that. 
<laughs> I would have to. I, I would have to choose 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 the person very wisely, like that. Nobody. Who knows. do you look like? I'm trying to think. Who in uh, Rock do you look like? Maybe Marcus Mumford. Well, I look. <laughs> well, I look like Josh Radner, who is uh is an actor, but he is he just did he put out a, an album. So I don't know. Maybe if I maybe I can use that card again. I did in, it once in college. I'm not proud of it, but I did use that <laughs> card like. People asked me in a bar one time, it was like, like, you look so familiar. Who are you? I was like, you ever watched How I Met Your Mother? Like, I'm that guy. Like, oh my God, you are. It's like, <laughs> well, let, let's buy you a beer. Like, okay. I, I, I don't think I look <laughs> I don't think I look like him anymore, but when I was younger, uh and and uh, cheers was happening. I used to get Woody Harrelson. Oh, Woody. I used oh, to get I Woody see Harrelson. That. Absolutely, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. You and that baby that just went viral on like Twitter for looking like Woody Harrelson. There you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the Woody baby. <laughs> oh man. But but there it is. Uh be on the lookout for that. Uh be on the lookout for me when I announce that, hey, it's me, you guys. I've been the singer of the band Sleep Token the whole time. They wear masks, so you didn't realize it, but it's me. It's totally me. I know I sound British when I sing, but don't worry about that. It's all good. Uh, and you know what else is good? Stay Frosty, the song that we just uh, analyzed. We went over Van Halen from the album. Oh, man, I just forgot the album title. It's cool. D uh, a different kind of truth. Album. Yeah, different kind of truth. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll cut that out. It's fine. So. Will we? I don't know. I'm the one editing. Uh, maybe we won't. You know what? Hey, yeah, you stay it in there. From a different kind of truth, stay frosty. It's been a long couple of days, you guys. <laughs> so, but that's the show. Uh Heath, uh, thank you very much for being on the show. Please let the people know uh, your goings-ons, what's going on with you, where they can find you if they want to reach you on social media. Uh, if you want to get, if you want to uh, buy Pain and Passion, the history of Stampede Wrestling, it's uh, it's on Amazon. Although I heard that uh, Corey you said you had trouble getting it, and somebody else's. I don't know if they're. I believe my publisher is doing doing another pressing. They always do, but uh, ECW.com and uh, Amazon.com and Amazon.ca. Uh, good places to pick up the book, and I'm on Twitter at uh, at Van uh, uh, handle is Van Heathen there. So, yeah. pain, pain and passion. I see it on Amazon right now. I actually might put that on my list because I am a sucker for good wrestling stories, and uh, I'm an old school wrestling fan. Trying to get, trying to be a returner, trying to get back to it. So, if you like pro wrestling, I think you should absolutely give this uh, book a shot. Uh, definitely give it a read just based on what i know that it's about uh very informative i can't wait to get my hands on it so thank you Heath, Corey, like where can the yeah yeah uh, Corey, where can the people find you and where can they find the show well they could find me rereading pain and passion uh like i said I, I finished it a few weeks ago and i'm dying to kind of jump back into it actually uh we're about to go to wrestling in october they're coming to regina and uh, natty neidhart uh is on the bill my kids love natty neidhart and um, nice. I love the, the your book kind of segues uh, Heath from history stampede wrestling to the Hart family and how that family just kind of split like right down the middle right yeah, it's and Natty, sad, isn't it it's tragic yeah it's it's tr absolutely tragic and Natty is kind of the go between be, between both sides and uh, uh, I really love those it, it's hard to read because my my wife's family is very very similar in that they split right down the middle and she's kind of the intermediary like Natty and I heart uh, talking to both but we how we segue from the death of that promotion into, you know, the devastation this family goes through. And um, 
I'm trying to think like 2005 was like the last edition of that book, right? He has, uh, has Bruce or anybody tried to get a uh, stampede wrestling back up and running since then? Well, sporadically every, I don't know if Bruce has been behind anything since the book was came out. The, 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 the edition that you read is 2007 actually, because it includes okay. the death of Chris Benoit. So that was like an updated yeah. edition. Um, there's the there's the odd thing that comes out that uses the stampede wrestling name whether the hearts are a part of it or not it's it's always sort of up in the air but uh but yeah yeah they they're always the, there's always something sort of bubbling to the surface but it never quite lives up to the you know to the magic it was it was a really magical promotion magical time and and and, and the landscapes just changed i don't think you can you can recreate that yeah but what you capture so nice even if you're not a fan of professional wrestling you have the relationship between Stu and Helen, uh, his Tiger Lily. Uh, you outline really well uh, that that loving marriage that that kind of gets them through that whole thing, and then just the whole Hart family, how everything kind of implodes uh, after the death of Owen. Really a compelling read. I would highly recommend anybody go out and, and get this book. Uh, like Keith mentioned, I went on Amazon.ca in Canada, and they were sold out. Uh, they had to get a copy actually from England and ship it over to me, but it's absolutely well worth it, Mark. Uh, I wouldn't hesitate. Go ahead and click buy now on that Amazon link right now. You're going to love it. This is a tremendous book. But if people are looking for my bullshit, uh, aside from doing this show here with Mark, I do an Aerosmith show called Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, that Heath McCoy is going to be on a future episode. I won't spoil what song he pits, uh, picks or what songs he put on his die, but they're fantastic. That'll be coming out in the coming weeks. I'm also on a new show with uh, John Mariano called Backtracks Theme Music, where we're talking everything movie music. And uh, we just uh, recorded a show with Christy McGee, on uh, that thing you do which is a lot of fun so be on the lookout for that one and if you want to just yell at me on twitter uh, at cd morset go ahead give me shit for something i'm sure i got something wrong here tonight uh but all i can say is um i'm no van halen expert but i'm having a, a shit ton of fun with good folks like heath mccoy and mark meyer talking about van halen and i am super nervous because next week is greg Renoff, and he's gonna blow us both out of the watermark Greg's hey, the man. you know what it <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because it's just it's just going to be fun and it's going to be it's going to be be nice to uh, uh, for the listeners that like to shit all over us about how much we don't know. It's like, OK, cool. Well, how about when we bring in uh, people who actually know the shit? Are you, gonna, are you still going to talk shit about us? Probably so. Whatever. That show is going to be fun. I am very much looking forward to it. Uh, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram, ranting and raving about God knows what. It it, it, dip, it differs from day to day. Uh, but uh, if there's not an audible recording of Pain and Passion, hey, hit me up. I will gladly read that thing. Uh, that would be <laughs> super, super fun. I can't wait to read this book. I think I am just going to go ahead and click by now. Uh, but that's the show, you guys. You come here for Van Halen, and Van Halen is what you got. And that is how we do it. Thank you on behalf of Corey and Heath, myself, we are, and the podcast will rock. And we will rock you later. Later.